Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why building great relationships is exactly like managing a bank account. Now, as you know, relationships and referrals are pretty much the focal point of our entire job search system. That's where we spend most of our time and our energy and our focus. And the goal is to build a relationship with somebody who can then go advocate for us, right? Who can sell on our behalf, who can get us in the door at our dream companies. But the problem is that most job seekers aren't very effective when it comes to networking. And I think that comes from two specific things. The first is around education, which is the fact that so many people tell us we have to network, but nobody's telling us exactly how to do it well. And the second thing is our approach. When we're not taught how to do something well, especially something that's very uncomfortable, but also something that we feel that we have to do, We usually take the most direct approach. And when it comes to networking, that approach simply doesn't work. So today, what I want to do is give you a very simple framework that you can use to get in the right mindset for networking and something that you can apply every single time you go out there and work to start a relationship or continue a relationship or build a relationship in some capacity. Now, this is probably the best way that I found to describe relationship building effectively in a way that allows it to really click with folks like you who are trying to network, who want to network, but who aren't seeing the results that they're looking for. So let's start with the problem, the things that most people do wrong. I tend to call this a quote me mindset, which is when we want to network with somebody or when we want a job, what we typically do is take that direct path. And that direct path tends to be focused on us, right? We email somebody and we say, hey, you work at this company and I'd also like to work there. So I'd really appreciate it if you'd be willing to hop on the phone for 30 minutes and talk about your job or willing to review my resume or willing to refer me into this company, right? This is the most common form of, quote, networking. And quite frankly, it's not even networking. It's really just emailing people and asking them if they'd be willing to help you get a job. Whereas networking is the process of building a relationship that's based on mutual value with somebody, turning them into a friend, an advocate, a connection. And then as part of that mutual value exchange, your referral might come out of that. So the direct approach that most people take is very, very different from what networking really should be and what great relationships building looks like. So if you're guilty of that, no worries. We can very, very easily change this. And this is something that you can begin implementing right after the podcast. But the correct way to go about building relationships is what I just mentioned. What we want to do is create some sort of mutual value exchange with somebody in order to earn their trust, to earn their respect, to earn their friendship, and to turn them into an advocate for us. However, the biggest thing to note here is that when we are showing up to the table as the person who wants to initiate this relationship, we typically need to over-index on the amount of value that we share with the other person. And that's where this analogy of a bank account comes into play. So let's say that a referral, which is the thing that you likely want here, let's say that that costs you 20 social dollars. If you have your bank account, right, and you want to make a $20 withdrawal or a $20 purchase, but you have no money in that bank account, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to overdraft your account and there are going to be some negative consequences associated with that, right? The bank is going to charge you an overdraft fee. 
they're going to send you an email letting you know that you overdrafted your account and that you probably shouldn't be doing that. And then if you do this enough times, they actually might even just close your bank account. And so we have all of these negative consequences that are associated with trying to make a withdrawal out of an account when we don't have any deposits, when we don't have any capital in that account. And that is exactly what's going on with the me mindset in relationship building. When we reach out to a total stranger and we say, hey, we've never met before. We don't have any social capital in this shared bank account of our relationship, but I'd like to make this $20 withdrawal where you refer me into your company. You're essentially overdrafting your relationship with that person. And that comes with negative consequences. Maybe they just simply ignore you because that request isn't worth their time. Or maybe even worse, you rub them the wrong way. And now they're even less likely to help you out. And if you get in the door for an interview, they might remember you as the person who just reached out and asked them to do this major thing without any prior relationship, any deposits being made. And these are all things that are basically parallel to the overdraft fees and the eventual closing of your account if you do this too many times. So instead, what we want to do is start to accrue some social capital in that relationship. And what that starts with is deposits from our side. We need to show up to the table and add value in small increments until we reach that amount of money or social dollars that allows us to safely make the withdrawal or the ask that we're looking to make. So the next question here is then, what does value look like? And there is a diverse, broad range of what this can look like, but for the most part, value tends to fall under a couple buckets. The first bucket is recognizing somebody for something that they've done. So maybe you reach out to somebody and you recognize them for a career change that they've made, right? And you might say, you know, I bet that was really challenging. I'd love to learn a little bit more about how you've done that. We might also recognize them for something that they've created. Maybe they were part of a really awesome project at work, or maybe they have a case study in a portfolio, or maybe they just have a portfolio of their work and we recognize them for the awesome work that they've created. That's one bucket that we can dial into. The next bucket is sharing new or more valuable information on a shared topic or interest. So this is a little bit harder to do right up front in the very first engagement, but it can be done if you've done your research on this person and you understand a little bit about what they're interested in, what they care about, and you can find some points of common ground. So if you see that you and this person are both really into, let's say, content creation, you might share some resources that have helped you create content that also might help them. Or on a more personal note, maybe you see that this person is traveling to a city or a town or a place that you really love and have been before, and maybe you offer up some recommendations. Those are just a couple of ways to add new information to a shared interest, but this is naturally going to get easier after you've had more conversations with this person, a few engagements, and you really get a deep understanding of who they are, what they care about and where those shared values and interests exist. The third form of value is to help somebody achieve a goal. So let's say that somebody that we want to connect with is, again, a content creator. They show up on a social media platform, whether that's LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or any of these other platforms on a regular basis, and they share content. Well, what happens when a content creator posts something? What are they looking for? Well, they think that they have some sort of value that they want to share with others, and they're looking for acknowledgement of that value, right? They're looking for other people to say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Content Creator, this was valuable. Thank you so much. And that typically comes in the form of engagement. 
So that could be likes, that could be comments, that could be reshares. All of the above are ways for us to say, hey, I really enjoyed this content. And so for you, as the person who's looking to build a relationship with this person, we can be that supporter for them. We can be that positive affirmation that their content is great. And we can do that by regularly engaging with their content. So one of the best ways I found to do this is to show up in people's post feeds every day, see if they have a new post. And if they do, just leave a really valuable comment on that post and like that post and continue to do that over time. And I promise you, the people who do this rise to the top in the eyes of that creator. And there's a pre-existing relationship there that's based on this support. So this person is going to be more likely to engage with you because you're a positive supporter of their work. So that's another way that we can go about adding value to our contact. And the last way that we can go about adding value is to make the other person's life easier. So if we know a little bit more about what this person cares about or what they're working on or some of the challenges that they're facing, if we can find ways to add value or proactively show up with action items or things that we've done to help make this person's life easier, that's a great way to build relationships as well. So one of my favorite examples of this is something that I actually learned from my friend Madeline Mann, who had this absolutely genius tactic where let's say that you're a professional and you're at some sort of event. Maybe it's a conference or maybe it's a meetup or maybe it's some other event where somebody is speaking and you potentially want to connect with that speaker. Well, there's a lot of other people who potentially want to connect with that speaker as well, right? So how do we stand out from the crowd? Well, something that happens at a lot of these events is that there isn't really somebody going around and just taking really awesome pictures. And the person who's speaking probably wants really awesome pictures of them speaking. They can use that in their content. They can use that on their website. They can use that for social proof that they spoke at this event, right? So one of the best things that you can do is try to go grab a couple of really awesome shots of them speaking. And then when the talk is done and everybody else has gone up for questions and stuff, you can go up to them and say, hey, so-and-so, you know, I really enjoyed your talk. I know you've been bombarded with questions, but I just wanted to let you know that I snapped a couple of really awesome pictures of you. And if you want to use them on your website or in your social content or whatever, I'm totally happy to send them to you. Just let me know the best way to do that, whether that's email or maybe we can connect on LinkedIn or I can send them to you on some other social platform. And they're probably going to be really grateful that you took these pictures and they're going to be willing to connect. And now you can start the conversation off of that. So something that you're doing here is just making this person's life a little bit easier because now they don't have to worry about chasing down the professional photographer or leaving the event with no pictures at all and feeling kind of bummed because maybe they wanted to post about the event. So you've just made their life a little bit easier by providing them with these images. And you've opened up the channel to continue the conversation by asking them where you can send them. And then you can take the relationship from there. So those are the four main buckets for value adds. And I just shared a few examples, but there are so, so many different ways that you can go about adding value under those four buckets that we just can't fit into a 10 minute podcast episode. So this is really where you have to get creative. But what you're looking to do here is leverage the actions or the tactics from each of those buckets to layer your engagement and your value with these people. So maybe you start by recognizing somebody for something that they've done. And through that conversation, you learn about this new project that they have or this new event that they're hosting. And so then you help them achieve a goal by spreading the word about the event, or maybe you make their life easier by giving them some ideas about the project. And then the relationship goes from there. And eventually this person is going to say, hey, you've helped me a lot. How can I help you? And now you can make the ask for that referral because essentially what you've done is every single value add has been a $5 deposit. You know, maybe when you recognize them for that career change, that was a $5 deposit. And then when you help them with that idea for their project, that was a $5 deposit. And then maybe you learned about a shared interest that you had. And so you added new information to that and that was a $5 deposit. And now all of a sudden we're at 15, 10, 15, $20 
$50, right? And that's a great place for you to make the ask for your withdrawal, right? Hey, can I get that referral? Can you do this for me? Because you've added value to them multiple times in multiple ways, they're going to be more likely to reciprocate. And that's exactly what we're looking to do. That's exactly how great relationships are built. So when you go about networking and you look at somebody and you say, I want to connect with this person, what I want you to think about is the fact that a withdrawal from them, a referral or an introduction or anything else is probably going to cost you around 15 to 20 social dollars. And so instead of just reaching out and asking them, trying to make that withdrawal upfront with no social capital in the relationship, what I want you to do is work to research this person, work to learn about them, and then find ways where you can make small deposits by adding value to them and do that multiple times until you have enough social capital to then make the withdrawal that you were originally looking for in this relationship. If you do that, I promise you it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to build relationships. Your results are going to be much, much better, and you are not going to struggle to get the referrals into the companies that you are targeting right now in your job search. So that's it for today. But before we go, I just want to make one quick ask that I learned from my great friend, Jackie Hermes, who has an awesome podcast called The Art of Entrepreneurship. You should definitely check it out if you have not. But if you have found this episode to be valuable, I'd appreciate it if you just share it with one other person who you think might find it valuable as well. So that could be a friend, that could be a colleague, that could be a parent, that could be a fellow job seeker or a classmate. But anybody else who might find it valuable, just share it with one single person and I would be eternally grateful. And as always, I'm eternally grateful that you listen to this podcast, that you tune in every day. It means the world to me. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Dream Job System podcast.